way, I've seen this one. This is a classic. It's, it's early January. A large group of far-right protesters have stormed some government buildings in hopes of overturning the results of an election that they claim was stolen. What do you mean you've seen this? This is brand new, Ricky. Yeah, well, I saw it on a, on a rerun. What's a rerun? You'll see. Okay, back to the future references are over now. Because yes, a second insurrection has hit the news feed, and it is eerily similar to the one that the United States dealt with just two short years ago. Look, they even have their own QAnon shaman. But to be fair, despite the hilarious juxtaposition, the photo of the Brazilian protester is from 2021. So while it was potentially inspired by our own insurrection, there wasn't a protester dressed up like that at the latest incident. At least not that we've seen. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was cool. It was like, oh, it's like how Sesame Street has different characters in mm -hmm. every global market. Like, You're like, it's kind of similar. We've but... got Big Bird and they've got like Big Parrot down there. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And they don't let the count anywhere near Romania. No, they don't. Mm -hmm. But yeah, aside from that, a lot of what went on over the weekend down in Brazil did mirror the events of January 6th, including its proximity to the anniversary of January 6th itself. They were off by just a couple days. It was a bunch of right-wing patriots who were pissed off about the results of a recent presidential election. They got all dressed up in patriotic colors and stormed vital government buildings. Their former president clearly incited the events before immediately leaving. The protesters filmed themselves as they committed crimes, and the end result is a bunch of people getting arrested after putting their lives on the line for someone who doesn't give a shit about them. In fact, the person they're fighting for isn't even in the country. <laughs> no. Jair Bolsonaro is currently doing what he does best. In fact, he is sitting in a hospital bed, <laughs> recovering from whatever's ailing him at the moment. Yeah. Take your pick. Mm -hmm. Except this time, that hospital bed is in Florida. That's right. And we will get to that. But first, let's see how this recent insurrection uh, differs from the, the one here in these barely United States. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, despite the severity of what took place, it was also confusing and ridiculous because the U.S. version was trying to, you know, stop the steal or whatever, as they put it, whereas the newly elected government and president of Brazil had already been sworn in an entire week before protesters stormed their building. Also, no one was there. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? The Brazilian Congress, the government was not in session. Uh-huh. So not to mention the person who they are fighting to reinstall or whatever has been very publicly spotted numerous times just bumbling his way through Florida. Bumbling his way around Publix while his supporters bumble their way around yeah. the Brazilian capital. Uh, trying out some KFC and then apparently getting a stomach virus. Yeah. Uh, he's who very, knows? He's, uh, he, he's sort of, he's like an old Habsburg prince from mm -hmm. centuries past. Just very delicate uh, immune system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, look, he's in Florida despite the actual numerous uh, criminal investigations uh, in his home country, which is, it does seem odd, but whatever. I'm sure that the story behind all of this is uh, very cool. Uh, so anyways, back to those protesters. Why? Why would you storm these buildings after it's clearly far too late and no one's there? And for a guy who, by the way, fled the country to avoid potential prosecution, this is who you're laying your neck on the line for. And look, we have no idea. We don't have an answer to those My questions. My understanding from people who seem to be experts on this yeah. is that the idea was they get in there, they stir shit up, they, they cause a chaotic scene mm -hmm. to the point where the Brazilian military looks and says, like, this is our chance to do a military coup, which is something that has happened in Brazil sure, yeah. in the past. Um, that did not work out. 
No, it, it, in much, well, actually in almost a more extreme way than the United States, when uh, certain protesters thought that the police would be on their side only to find out that's not the case. This is kind of what happened down in Brazil. Yeah, it seems like individual cops were sympathetic and have been sympathetic to yeah. the Bolsonaro side of things, but uh, just not enough to put their entire careers on the line for yeah. this shit. And, uh, At look, least not right now. Much like with January 6th, I am under the full assumption that the defense for these protesters will be, I don't know, we just got caught up in the moment. You know, the thrill of it all. It's a public building. We're not allowed in a public building. Yeah. I'm not allowed to pull my pants down and take a shit in the middle of Congress. Although the, the one video, the guy... I saw he was trying to take a shit, but he got he got camera shy. Yeah, a little Nothing stage fright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to really uh, just chug like a gallon of coffee before you're going to do some uh, poo protesting. Yeah, so all he ended up doing was exposing his bare ass and, yeah. and pulling his pants back up. Ha ha, that guy's constipated. No wonder he's so upset. Yeah. Another, he needs to get regular again. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he should go check out Kentucky Fried Chicken. It'll <laughs> clear yeah. you right up. Yeah. Another key difference, though, is that these Bolsonaro supporters didn't just storm the Capitol building. They hit multiple important government buildings in the city of Brasilia, including the Congressional Building, the Supreme Court, and the Presidential Palace. But one of the biggest differences between our insurrection and the one that just took place in Brazil was that over 400 people were quickly arrested for their participation in the event. It's that easy. Yeah, they were arrested on the spot. They weren't even allowed to just browse around until they got bored and returned home, only to be arrested weeks or in some cases months later, or just not at all. They were actually arrested at the scene. It is possible, people. Mm -hmm. Wow. In a classic moment of, hey, I thought you were on our side, there's a video of Bolsonaro supporters cheering the arrival of the Brazilian military. Our guys are here. This is it. And they're like marching with them into the capital. Yep. This, of course, turned into a scene where these same protesters were immediately arrested by the same members of the military that they had just cheered for. Uh. And first of all, yeah, it is insane that the world is going through this once again in new and even dumber ways. But let's put the comical aspects of this aside and just bring you up to speed on the basics with reporting from CNBC. World leaders condemned what they described as a cowardly and vile attack after thousands of supporters of former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro invaded the country's Congress, the Supreme Court, and the Presidential Palace. On an extraordinary day of political violence, rioters on Sunday ransacked Brazil's three branches of power as part of a failed attempt to overthrow President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva's weak old government. Brazil's security forces have regained control of the country's political institutions, and Brasilia Governor Ibanez Roca said more than 400 people had been arrested as of Sunday evening. Roca, an ally of Bolsonaro, was later suspended from his post for security failings. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, around the same time that reports of these protests started to surface, it appears that the former Brazilian president, and clearly the unhealthiest man on earth, Jair Bolsonaro was submitted yet again to... The hospital, this time in Orlando, where he's been uh, easing into his role, his new role as Florida man, over what appears, uh, he, I guess he had some stomach pains. Yeah. Not not, a, not an ostrich attack, nothing involving gators, yet. That, that if as soon as you see a photo of Bolsonaro at Gatorland, you better watch out, because that guy is about to hit the hospital he, again. He's going to magoo himself into something serious. Luckily, I think that the Holy Land amusement park has been torn down, because I could imagine him... They're oh, like, yeah. oh, clearly we're confused and we're going to do the 3 p.m. crucifixion yeah. on this guy that's just bumbling his way through oh, the scene. No. Anyway, yeah. here's more on that, uh, Brazil's very, very sick, <laughs> feeble former president. He's a sick man. Former Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro was admitted to a hospital in Orlando, Florida with abdominal pain, newspaper O Globo reported on Monday, a day after some of his hardcore supporters stormed the capital city of Brasilia. 
Bolsonaro has been hospitalized multiple times in recent years with gut blockages after being stabbed while campaigning for the presidency in 2018. He traveled to the United States two days before Luis Inacio Lula da Silva took the office of president. So in the immediate aftermath of this attempted coup, the CEO of the world's digital town square, Elon Musk, he tweeted, I hope that the people of Brazil are able to resolve matters peacefully. Huh. Let's roll back the tape a little bit because uh, have, yeah. has Elon said anything about Brazil more like, you know, recently? Uh, yeah, he did. to their elections, maybe? He did throw a bit of doubt into the uh, elections, but mm. also this is in spite of the fact that just a few short weeks ago, Musk completely gutted Brazilian Twitter staff members and content moderators, leaving behind just a few salespeople. From the Washington Post, billionaire Elon Musk, who completed his acquisition of Twitter in late October, fired the company's entire staff in Brazil, except for a few salespeople, said a person familiar with the firings, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe sensitive matters. Among those fired in early November included eight people based in Sao Paulo, who moderated content on the platform to catch posts that broke its rules against incitement to violence and misinformation, the person said. The person said they were not aware of any teams actively moderating rule-breaking content on Twitter in Brazil. Hmm. So, yeah. But obviously it's not just Twitter fanning the flames in order to increase traffic. Uh, TikTok certainly isn't helping from that same Washington Post article. On TikTok, researchers found that five out of eight of the top search results for the word ballots were for terms such as rigged ballots and ballots being manipulated. At the same time, Facebook and Instagram directed thousands of users who plugged in basic search terms about the election towards groups questioning the integrity of the vote. But that's pretty much standard for Facebook, so I mean, nothing how, new here. It's just Brazil. It's just one of like, I don't know, 20 countries down there. How big is, oh, it's the same size as our country? Oh, the population's like hundreds of millions. Oh, well, hmm, yes. I guess in hindsight, yes, we probably should pay more closer attention to what happens in a place like that. Anyway, this also comes just a week after a report detailing the January 6th committee's experiment with the social media app, which resulted in being served up extremist content within 75 minutes of creating a new account. Just scrolling. Yep. Here's Rolling Stone. When the January 6th committee wanted to test how easy it was for TikTok users to wander down a far-right rabbit hole, they tried an experiment. They created Alice, a fictional 41-year-old from Acton, Massachusetts, gave her a TikTok account and tracked what the social media app showed her. To their surprise, it only took 75 minutes of scrolling with no interaction or cues about her interests for the platform to serve Alice videos featuring Nazi content, following a detour through clips on the Amber Heard Johnny Depp defamation suit, Donald Trump, and other right-wing culture war flashpoints. So uh, yeah, these pipelines are not only still in place, they're still incredibly easy for users to fall into through just normal browsing patterns. I mean, yeah, and this is not to bring it back to Andrew Tate, but this is literally how he went from just some dude online to extremely popular in such a short period of time is uh, for some reason, all of these algorithms on all these video sites just latched on to like, well, clearly we're everybody's going to want to see this. Here's some Andrew Tate. Yeah. Come on, try it. You'll like it. So unfortunately, some prominent U.S. politicians are now using excuses like this to completely whitewash their tarnished legacy, and no one is leaning into it harder than Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has seemingly flipped from her more extremist views and fallen in line with a more traditional Republican Party. In an interview with Fox News over the weekend, MTG attempted to clean up her image, saying, 
Well, like a lot of people today, I had easily gotten sucked into some things I had seen on the internet, she said uh, in a very annoying, loud, weird tone of voice that she always does. Yep. But that was dealt with quickly early on. I never campaigned on those things. That was not something I believed in. That's not what I ran for Congress on. So those are so far in the past. All right. Sorry, sorry Marge or <laughs> Midge or whatever you are. I like to call her Midge. But yeah, just like George Santos, there is literally documented evidence of you proudly displaying your insanity while constantly whipping your constituents into a frenzy. So not going to work. I mean, time is a vortex right now, but I believe somewhat recently within the past two years, she referenced Jewish space lasers. Yeah. So, but while we're on the topic of uh, Marge, we should point out that she tweeted something on Monday of this week, but the tweet and apparently her entire Twitter account were nuked from orbit via copyright strike for her illegal use of music in whatever video it was she posted. It was it was like a uh, a parade about the uh, success of her help getting uh, Kevin saw, McCarthy. I saw it elected. briefly, like while I was scrolling. It was like the only part I saw was like her slow motion walking out yeah. of her office. She made her own fan cam. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So the video in question used a track by Dr. Dre, who released a public statement after the media was taken down, saying. I don't license my music to politicians, especially someone as divisive and hateful as this one. Yeah, it was still Dre. A real bop. Mm -hmm. 25 years later, it's it's still... Every time you put that on, it's like, all right. Timeless. Time to do some right-wing politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so we are sure that Dr. Dre will certainly be hearing from a bunch of brand new fans on Twitter about how uh, disappointed they are in him or something, because obviously the crossover between chronic fans and Marjorie Taylor Greene fans just massive. Just, it, you know, the circles are just one. I like Dr. The Venn diagram is a circle. I like Dr. Dre better before he clarified that he is does not share all of my insane uh, brain-broken beliefs. You're telling me this guy's not a fan of the police? Anyways, Midge fired back and said, actually, she doesn't like his music anyway. You, why'd you use it in a video then, bitch? Because <laughs> it's got a... dumb bitch. I mean, the dope beat is undeniable. It... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you stupid bitch. But look, we have a brand new East Coast West Coast rap feud on our hands. Um, and like with the other stories we covered today, history can't help but repeat itself. Yeah, everything feels like a rerun. Uh, and speaking of reruns, a big old ship has run aground in the Suez Canal again, which marks the second or I guess it's actually third time this has happened since the Ever Given blocked shipping lanes for an entire week before eventually being dislodged. A real highlight. I checked uh, the ship ID, and uh, Ever Given is uh, back on its uh, bullshit, going from Singapore oh. to Egypt, back thought, and forth. I thought Ever Given was, like, orphaned by everyone involved in it. It was, it was like, like, I a think, ghost ship. Held, held hostage <laughs> yeah. for a while. Like, hey, by the way, you owe us a lot like, of money. Yeah, but... all the people who owned it, they're like, uh... Don't take maxis. Yeah, I checked. It's like off the coast of Singapore now. Actually, I might, you know, Twitter will ban me for saying that, obviously, because yeah. it's doxing. But... If it ever comes into the port of LA, I'm going to go down there and yeah. welcome it. We should welcome get the, po in. the pots and pans <laughs> yeah. that we put away after COVID. <laughs> uh, we can bring them back out. Um, so, yeah, luckily the workers, or not unluckily, depending on, you know, whether you... Depending on whether you depend on the global uh, shipping logistics or whether you f just find it to be a source of entertainment... Yeah. It they they sorted it out very quickly. Yeah, they uh, they have been prepped for just such an occasion. They were able to free the ship within hours of it being stuck. No this is that you know maybe we needed the ever given in order to prepare ourselves for the future. Like yeah. with a lot of uh, things that come up, it's like okay, well we 
At least we learned from our lesson. Typically, America doesn't, but some countries appear to. Yeah. Mm. So those Egyptians, they're sure getting good at this, yes. aren't they? Here's AP with more. A cargo ship carrying corn that went aground early on Monday in the Suez Canal was refloated and traffic through the crucial waterway was restored, Egyptian authorities said. According to Admiral Osama Rabe, head of the Suez Canal Authority, the Marshall Islands flagged MV Glory suffered a sudden technical failure while transiting through the canal and four tugboats were deployed to help refloat it. This tugboat driver has been working overtime for years. Years. Give them a tuggy. <laughs> they need a tuggy. Uh, the award, not the handjob. Uh, <laughs> but since we haven't, uh, you know, break away from the, the politics for a little bit, uh, we haven't had any funny NFT news in a while, which is great. It is actually great news that there's no news. But why not take a look at some recent reports from the Justice Department regarding their focus on rug pull scams and other similar NFT-related malfeasance? And honestly, these types of fraud reports, they aren't even surprising anymore, but it is kind of fun to just read from extremely serious financial crime reports from government agencies who are forced to use terms like mutant apes and just other nonsensical words, words that they had just no awareness of just a few short years ago. So you don't understand. If you have a you have an ape and a mutant ape, you can use one slurp juice on three apes. A lot of people don't seem to realize this. Yeah. Well, now you're under investigation for cloning. Big, big problem. But here's a uh, small excerpt from a recent press release out of the Eastern District of New York. A criminal complaint was unsealed today in federal court in Brooklyn charging Aurelian Mitchell, a French national residing in the United Arab Emirates, UAE, with defrauding purchasers of mutant ape planet NFTs, a type of digital asset of more than $2.9 million in cryptocurrency. As alleged, Aurelian Mitchell perpetrated a rug pull scheme, stealing nearly $3 million from investors for his own personal use. Damn, all their mutant apes gone. They're gone. And the money. It continues, purchasers of mutant ape planet NFTs thought they were investing in a trendy new collectible, but they were deceived and received none of the promised benefits, said Ivan J. Arvello, special agent in charge of Homeland Security <laughs> Investigations in New York. As alleged in the criminal complaint, Mutant Ape Planet NFTs were a digital asset stored on the Ethereum blockchain. As an NFT, each Mutant Ape Planet NFT was unique, freely transferable, and gave purchasers exclusive ownership over each NFT. The NFTs were marketed with promises of exclusive benefits potential purchasers would receive. Those benefits included exclusive opportunities for additional investments, giveaways, merchandise, and other rewards. However, after sending their cryptocurrency and obtaining the NFT, purchasers received nothing while their cryptocurrency was diverted from the Mutant Ape Planet NFT project to cryptocurrency wallets controlled by the defendant, Aurelian Michel. In total, more than $2.9 million in purchasers' cryptocurrency was diverted as part of Michel's scheme. As alleged, in a social media chat with current and prospective purchasers, Michel admitted to the fraudulent rug pull, but blamed the community of NFT purchasers for his actions, stating, We never intended to rug, but the community went way too toxic. Honestly, blaming this whole thing, blaming his crimes on the community that he built becoming too toxic, it's pretty funny. My community got out of hand. It's a similar, I haven't been following too closely, but uh, CoffeeZilla has been going after uh, Logan Paul. I, Logan I believe Paul Logan Paul was finally like, okay, you're right, I withdrew the lawsuit. No. And well, I, I don't know. Last I saw, it was like, Logan Paul, he clapped back. He's like, CoffeeZilla, you're wrong about everything. You see, these are the people I work with. They're all pieces of all, shit. Yeah, they're all, they're criminals. all criminals. And you would have known that if you had done yeah. your research. <laughs> now, I believe the update I saw today was he was just dropping the lawsuit and trying to put yeah, it behind Yeah, because he him. has no fucking case. Yeah. But moving on, though, we do, unfortunately, have some news updates on Andrew Tate. Uh, 
After comically seizing his car collection, thus making his initial tweet to Greta Thunberg completely inaccurate, Tate was also apparently hospitalized after what appears to have been a routine medical exam in prison. The irony here would be that Andrew Tate had some undiagnosed serious illness that has now only been spotted because of his arrest, thus resulting in Greta Thunberg, and by extension, Elon Musk, potentially saving his life. Inadvertent. Yeah. Well, here's the uh, independent with more. Far-right influencer Andrew Tate sent a cryptic tweet on Sunday amid local media reports that one of the two Tate brothers had been hospitalized in Romania. Mr. Tate, 36, and his brother Tristan Tate remain in custody in Romania after they were detained under human trafficking and rape charges. It is unclear whether the tweet was sent by Mr. Tate himself or by someone else controlling his account. It continues, the tweet read, The Matrix has attacked me, but they misunderstand. You cannot kill an idea. Hard to kill. The account also shared a link to a news item by a Romanian news outlet, Spy News, which reported on the hospitalization. The report mentioned that the hospital visit took place after the brothers were given routine medical checks in jail, but did not clarify which one of the brothers was involved. All right, so not sure which Tate brother it is, but those following this chaos online all seem to uh, believe that it was Andrew Tate, the main Tate who was hospitalized. Yeah. So um, our best of luck to him, I guess. And if it was discovered and treated, then uh, there's the potential for uh, a lengthy punishment instead of uh, dying of cancer. Yeah. Greta Thunberg saved Andrew Tate's life. Maybe. What, what if the, the what if the illness they found they discovered was uh, that he has a micro penis? That would be. Uh, yeah, and it fell off. That would that would add even more irony to the whole situation. Now it would be even like uh, like uh, lung cancer from carcinogenic uh, stuff or like. Poison drinking water. From like smoking cigars every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, to round out the recent rogues gallery for this episode, uh, we haven't heard from Kanye West for a while, right? And and honestly, that's probably for the best. Good. Yeah, considering yeah. Uh, the very public anti-Semitic meltdown that he was in the midst of recently. The fact that Kanye went radio silent, that didn't worry us at all because we safely assumed that he had finally decided to shut the fuck up and stop digging himself a deeper hole. But there were plenty of people, including his apparently his own business manager, who thought that something may have been wrong or that he was actually missing. Uh, but Kanye is very much alive and was recently spotted and photographed out and about doing normal person things and apparently attending church. Here's NME with more. Late last year, the controversial rapper's former business manager, Thomas St. John, said he had been unable to find him for weeks to serve him a lawsuit, triggering worry that he was missing. Now, as reported by Hot New Hip Hop, an eagle-eyed fan has taken a photo of what appears to be West in a baseball cap and green jacket having a conversation while at church. Over the Christmas period, Kanye West-inspired neo-Nazi memorabilia reportedly surfaced online, with Vice reporting that some websites have been selling a line of merchandise featuring a version of the Gay 24 slogan, referencing the rapper running for president in the U.S. 2024 election, that is designed to look like a pair of swastikas. And I've seen the design. It's like, it's honestly clever. If you ignore the Nazi aspect of it, but um, yeah, it's like the uh, uh, Mike Mitchell Trump forty-five null sign yeah. thing. Yeah, like, wow, yeah, you can write "yay" in uh, a swastika. We'll only move a few lines around. That's mm -hmm. "yay." Yeah. So yeah, uh, probably good that Kanye disappeared for a while. We hope that his time out of the spotlight is being used constructively because, God damn, wow, what yeah. a run! But Ugh. it's it's got to be impossible bounce back after winning the whole anti-Semite of the year award from a watchdog group and just 
showing your whole ass to yep. everyone. Mm -hmm. Kanye is either going to stay out of the public eye for a while or just drop the worst album of the century. Only time will tell. And that's the thing. People are like, you know, I, I just love his music. Like, his albums have gotten measurably worse over the last, like, 10 years. Yeah. As he's gotten crazier, his work has gotten worse. That's, like, at least with a lot of crazy artists you can justify. We're like, hey, okay, well, at least, you know, at least we're getting good content out no, of it. No, the crazy Kanye sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, as we said before, we missed the old Kanye. Yeah, true. Uh, but over in, um, oh boy, get out the popcorn news. Looks like some classified documents from Joe Biden's time as vice president have been found in a private office. And while they, his team are co cooperating with officials, this news will undoubtedly lead to months and months of drama. Oh, good. In maybe the most rake-steppiest moment of Biden's term so far. This is this is wild. Just cake on the face. I mean, here's CNN with more. Several classified documents from President Joe Biden's time as vice president were discovered last fall in a private office, Biden's attorneys acknowledged Monday. Attorney General Merrick Garland has asked the U.S. attorney in Chicago to investigate the matter. A source familiar with the matter tells CNN. And congressional Republicans are also taking notice. Biden's lawyers say they found the government materials in November while closing out a Washington, D.C.-based office, the Penn-Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, that Biden used as part of his relationship with the University of Pennsylvania, where he was an honorary professor from 2017 to 2019. Fewer than a dozen classified documents were found at Biden's office, another source told CNN. It is unclear what the documents pertain to or why they were taken to Biden's private office. Federal office holders are required by law to relinquish official documents and classified records when their government service ends. Quote, the White House is cooperating with the National Archives and the Department of Justice regarding the discovery of what appear to be Obama-Biden administration records, including a small number of documents with classified markings. Richard Sauber, special counsel to President Biden, said in a statement, the classified materials included some top secret files with the, quote, sensitive compartmented information designation, also known as SCI, which is used for highly sensitive information obtained from intelligence sources. After the discovery, Biden's lawyers immediately contacted the National Archives and Records Administration, which started looking into the matter, the source said. Biden's team cooperated with the NARA, which later came to view the situation as a mistake due to lack of safeguards for documents, the source said. But still, what a fucking idiot. What a moron. The whole, everyone involved. How do you have a situation and then just fucking do the same goddamn thing. I, and I know they're cooperating and all that, but like, this looks so bad. The optics are horrible. I mean, I gotta assume this sort of thing does happen somewhat frequently with yeah. ex-presidents and the way it's supposed to work is, you know, all the all the proper parties involved, they, they sort it out and they fix it. So that it seems that they're doing that here where as opposed to Trump who like, dragged his feet for like two years while the government was like, we know you have that shit, and, we just want yeah. to come pick it up. And and in some cases, if it turns out to be true, hid them further. Yeah. Which is, yes, so of course different, but this thing. looks terrible. Yeah, and it's bad no, optics. No one on the right side, like the Republican side, is going to have any kind of nuance on it. And, I mean, it is it is ironic and funny. Yeah. In other news, though, it simply will not stop raining here in California. Apparently, 90% of the state is currently under flood watch protocols because uh, we're being hit by yet another atmospheric river. The Pineapple Express wasn't enough? The bomb cyclone? Well, I don't know what the name is for this one, but it's apparently even worse, especially for Southern California. The last one was literally a storm in Hawaii that traveled like across the entire Pacific Ocean Yeah, to hit us. I mean, I really, it would be so much better if they could just spread this rain out a little bit. Yeah. 
But we are the land of peaks and valleys, so we'll take what we can get, land I guess. Of extremes. And uh, lots of bridges and roads are being uh, affected. Yeah, it's not good. Also, uh, uh, people here do not know how to drive. Yeah, they're terrible at it. Luckily, it's been raining so consistently for the past like month that the usual problem with LA rain, where uh, it brings the oils and stuff yeah, out of the road. That's, yeah, that's been sorted out, so the roads aren't necessarily all that much slipperier. But uh, yeah, it's. I like, saw about four or five rear end. No uh, one knows what the hell they're doing, and also just like. The state isn't built for this, and also the geo the geology of the state is not built for it. Like most places, ra the rain falls and it gets absorbed into the ground. It's it like rock hard soil. Does it have a rain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just causes. It's how those uh, uh, in the um, that's how they like debunked those moving rocks in the desert. Yeah. Because the desert ground is so rock solid that when it rains there at all, it just immediately floods and it would carry those rocks. Yeah. Um, or it was aliens. We don't know. Anyway, sorry if the episode's a little shorter than usual. I was snug as a bug in a rug before heading into the studio. I want to get home for a little honk shoe, honk shoe. It's cozy, all right. Blankets assemble. Yep, Give me the suit. It's blanket time. Uh, also, it takes us twice as long to drive anywhere because everyone on the road is insane and they are not used to water falling from the sky. So the rest of us have to be twice as defensive. Yeah. Also, turn off your fucking brights. It's hard enough to see as it is. And I hate every new LED headlight it's so annoying. I want to get like a mirror that just shines it back at people. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Anyways, if you haven't seen it already, we have two new episodes for you over here. We've been back for a week. You have a lot to catch up on. We have News Dump. We have Weekly Weird News. I saw people being like, thought that thumbnail was old. Old. Nope. Dr. Malachi Love Robinson is back. Is back. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of photos of him, and that picture is just so good. I'm going to keep using it forever. It's it's the perfect picture, and like it keeps him the same age. He's immortal. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Uh, check out those videos over there. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a like, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.